Welcome back, everyone. It's Alan Share. I run the Flock and Gather podcast. I also run the Spy Industry Association, but more than anything, I like talking with friends. And I'm sorry you can't see mine today, but she's an industry veteran, been around a long time. It's Vanessa Kirkendall. Did I say that right? You did. You got it exactly right. Kirkendall, I love it. She runs Market Defense. She's been around the Spa Channel. A uh, long time. We're going to start, though, by congratulating you because you just became the COO of your company that you work with and partner with, correct? Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Very excited. Good. Well, I'm glad. And of course, you're in one of my uh, favorite cities on the face of the earth, Seattle. We're not going to talk about what's gone on the last year there, but I have to tell you my last visit to Seattle, it was several years ago. Uh, my wife, Kathy, has relatives there. And we went to go see them and you guys had one of those stretches where there was five sunny days in a row and everyone <laughs> we met people kept going you know it's not like this all the time it's not like this all the time right but it was funny that we had five uh sunny days in a row and i thought i don't understand the rain thing with seattle it's absolutely gorgeous here i know everybody says that and then they move up here and then they are disappointed to see that we were actually telling the truth the whole time. It does rain quite a bit, but it's so gorgeous in the summer. There really is no other more beautiful place in Seattle in the summer. Yeah. And I'm mental blocking. We went to Mount, what's the mountain right there? Rainier. Rainier. We went up to Rainier. We climbed the base path with some friends and it was like, I'm going, man, Kathy, we could move here. I really like this. She goes, no, I think it's too gray and it rains here a lot, but there's so much to love about Seattle anyway. So I'm, I'm glad you're there. visit anytime. <laughs> Good. Well, we will. All right. Last stop for you before Market Defense was in the Spa Channel. Tell our listeners what you were doing in the Spa Channel. Sure. So I most recently was with beauty.com and drugstore.com for almost 10 years. And um, we also had a foray into the spa business with uh, spasupplies.com, um, you know, it's such a, a beautiful channel because you get to meet so many amazing people that are really passionate about what they do, passionate about brand equity, passionate about their customers, the customer experience. So it was a really great fit for, for what we were doing on beauty.com and drugstore.com. It was um, you know, a really incredible run. That business closed in 2016 after uh, launching in 1999. So we had a great run in, in e-com. We were really the uncommon drugstore and um, beauty.com had uh, several thousand brands. So it was a, a beautiful time in my career. Really, really glad that I was able to work with both beauty and spa teams and at that time. That makes you really kind of early in the internet. I mean, I, I think of the internet starting somewhere in the 90s and I'm not sure, but 99 must have been very early for drugstore.com oh, to launch. Absolutely. I remember in the mid 2000s calling on brands saying you should be selling on the internet and brands telling me, oh, our customer doesn't buy on the internet. A customer <laughs> only shops in spas and salons. She doesn't, she doesn't shop on the internet. And I thought, wow, you're really missing out because you're, you're losing her. She should be buying in your spa. Then when she's at home and runs out, she should buy it on the, online. And then she goes back to your spa and buys it again because she's now run out. But you're missing her in the middle there. And so you're right. It, it, it was early. Um, but now I think everybody understands that the customer shops everywhere and we need to be where she is, which is yeah. pretty much, uh, you know, brick and mortar online spas. Yeah. Is I remember clearly back when I was running new life and Lotus touch and people would call into our call center to place an order and they would go, 
I have your catalog in front of me. Mm -hmm. I have the fax form and you're up in front of me on the internet, but I've got some questions, yeah. right? Yeah. And they, they were using all the different tools we were providing. That's what you're describing, right? Absolutely. You know, Omnichannel is is really how the customer has already has always been shopping that way. And we in the industry, we're kind of, we're now catching up to, to the customer. That customer has been browsing, shopping in stores with their phone in hand. You know, they've been going to the internet and looking and researching. Um, and they were also using that information to guide them as they were walking through stores and then possibly shopping, purchasing some of it when they were leaving. And then some of it they were purchasing from the brand's specific.com when they got home. So, yeah. It's they, amazing that you yeah. say that. I literally just this week, I talked to a friend up in Minneapolis. I talked to him when he was in the liquor store. He goes, I have to have you on speaker because I'm looking at some wine and I'm pulling down the QR codes off the bottles. And he bought some on wine.com and then he bought some in the store. He was in all, all while he was talking to me on the phone. Absolutely. And it's, you know, that's, that's a great, example of how customers shop across all channels. And if you were to be intentional on Amazon, which is the area of business I work in now, it does not cannibalize your other areas of business. In fact, it helps you because that customer requires a different experience for whatever their needs are. They might need something tomorrow. And living right. in Seattle, I can get some stuff today. If I ordered from Amazon, it arrives in my door in four hours. So why should I not be able to have that? And then also go to mybrands.com, understand their vision, their values. Maybe they've got a special offer. Maybe they've got an exclusive on their .com that I can't get on Amazon. So I want to be catered to in all areas of the business. And I want to understand a brand's value proposition, but I also want to understand their values as a, as a company and who their founders are. I want transparency. I really am going to get that from their .com and from their other channels. And from Amazon, I'm going to get the value of, you know, receiving products in a day or two. I'm going to get a seamless shopping experience. I'm going to get, um, you know, a, a box that's shared with all my other purchases. So what is luxury if it's not you know, someone having personalized customer experience. And that's what Amazon does provide. Yeah, Vanessa, you remind me, by, by the way, sometimes um, I buy something on Amazon. It says it's in 22 lockers in the greater Phoenix area. Click here <laughs> if you want to go pick it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the You brought up something interesting and it, it kind of harkens me back to when Walmart was on the massive growth path, similar to the way that Amazon was. The companies that said, woe is me, actually went out of business trying to do battle because they weren't good about it. The companies that embraced Walmart and figured out how to work around where they could not did an amazing job. It's the same with Amazon, right? You have to figure out how to work with them. Can you address that a little bit, what I'm describing? Yeah, I think, you know, I do often run into people who are really I guess, mad at Amazon. And I totally get it. If I was a brand owner and things were changing or a distributor and things were really different. And I felt like maybe I was out getting left out of the new way of doing business, but really it's the consumer who has said that that's how they want to shop. They want you to be in all areas of business so she can, or he easily jump on whatever product is available to her. So um, absolutely. I think you know, you have to consider Amazon as part of your greater uh, D2C business. It's part of your entire D2C business. What is Amazon, if not uh, another D2C channel? Because you are 
Amazon gives you a lot of tools if you are in the marketplace and you have your own account. And that's really what I would suggest to most brands. If you have, if you have a real brand story and a real product, um, a real message, a solution to share with a, with a customer, then you should have your own account on Amazon on the third party marketplace and you should run it yourself or hire an agency like mine to help you with that. But what you have there is so many tools to tell your story. You have the ability to include posts from your social media. You have the ability to share your philanthropies. You have the ability to create a storefront that looks like a store within a store. Then you have the ability to message your customers, to email them, to tell them about upcoming promotions and events. You have the ability to communicate in a really amazing way that you don't necessarily get on other retail channels where the customer is seeing your brand, but within a larger you know, dot com of a, of a big retailer on Amazon, you're really telling your story yourself. It, it, it can be some work, but you know what the benefit is, you, there's no mix up in messaging. Your customer hears you loud and clear on Amazon. So include that in your broader D2C channel, broader D2C strategy. And now you've really got something because your customer is getting the same message on Amazon that they're getting on your dot com, that you're getting in your retailers, that they're getting in brick and mortar. And it's just a multitude of touch points, multitude of impressions, and it really starts to land with the customer. If you don't address Amazon and you let resellers or somebody else do it for you, you're, it's a misstep. The customers yeah, control your brand. Let me bring our listeners up to speed. You said two or three things that I want to catch us up on. First of all, you do have a passion for what you're doing. I'm <laughs> telling you, anybody should read. It's marketdefense.com, yes. right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Well, reach out to Vanessa marketdefense.com because her and her team. Or is that she and her team? They know <laughs> the market and can talk to you about what it takes to be with Amazon. And you don't want to make any mistakes, Vanessa, correct, going forward? Oh, yes. We have lots of people in our pipeline and in our portfolio now that have had that have made some mis- missteps, some mistakes. But you know what? There's really not very, there's not too much that you can't come back from on Amazon, even if that means starting fresh. So we've been there, done that. Happy to help anyone who's who feels like they've gone too far, well, we're able to help you. Good. Secondly, you talked earlier about passion and having a passion for your business. And I would extend that and say, you have to actually have a passion for all the things that you're doing, right? I mean, I think it's a lot easier, especially with Amazon, if you embrace it and and have a passion for how you're going to be successful with Amazon. I know it sounds a little woo-woo, but let's face it, our industry is a lot of woo-woo too. So that's but you have to embrace it. You can't go in with an attitude that says, I hate them. I'll figure out what I need to do because that doesn't work either, does it? No. And, you know, you that's a really good distinction to bring up. Amazon is really not a retailer. It, it's not, um, you know, there isn't someone who's going to call you and talk to you about your business like you would expect maybe in your other channels. Sephora or Ulta, they have great teams that reach out and have, and, you know, communicate with you and, and, and bring you along and guide you in in the right way to do business with them. You're not going to get that on Amazon. Amazon is a giant machine. So you just need to figure out this machine, figure out this algorithm. They have a flywheel effect where if you, if you do everything right, the flywheel turns faster and faster and faster. And then that gives you, and then lifts. So then now you get relevancy, but you also get, you're able to surface to your customers. It's visibility. There's thousands of keywords that a customer might think about them. 197 unique people who show up million who show up to Amazon every month. Think about all the different ways that they could be looking for product. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get into their heads, figure out the keywords and find where, how you might surface to that customer. It's very different than just, you know, opening up a storefront and putting up product and hoping it sells. 
So you can, yes, you can be mad at Amazon for creating a business that's it's kind of standalone and yeah. that you have to independently figure it out. Or you can jump on board and think, wow, this is pretty unique. Yep. I, I, I think I can answer this. Vanessa, I've got a number of vendors who, if you bring up the subject, they go, oh, we love Amazon mm -hmm. because this has become a profit center for them. They never really expect, they thought they were losing business as to Amazon as opposed to gaining and growing business using the Amazon channel to that's so true because if you do it in the marketplace, it's so profitable, Ellen. It can be really, especially if your product is over, I'd say $25. If your product is over $25 and it's not too heavy to ship. Yeah. And in our category, it's usually not. We're talking about, you know, skin treatments, um, you know, jars in the eight ounce or 12 ounce size. So you probably are going to spend maybe $250 to $4 to ship it. And if your product is over $25, you have one or two other fees and that's pretty much it. So brands it. can really net like 55%, maybe 60. So you're doing pretty good on Amazon versus, you know, your other retailers. You also mentioned, I always think B to C, business to consumer, but you said D like dog, D to C, correct? Yeah. And really we're talking about direct to consumer, meaning you are engaging them from the very beginning, from when they start their search to when you deliver the product. So here's an interesting fact that a lot of people have heard, but really you should consider um, customers now, 62, 64% of customers go to Amazon first to start their search than they do on Google. So it used to be, we used to go to Google for information if we were gonna purchase something. Now you go to Google for information just to learn. If you are looking to purchase, customers go to Amazon first. So they're going there to research your brand to research your products to understand what your story is to understand the features and benefits to read the reviews and then they might go to another retailer to purchase so if you are not at least addressing amazon as a place of information a storefront where customers can learn about you you're really missing out on a large part of the education and in this category we love to educate our customers on why their products are so beneficial to them but if you are not on Amazon and able to reach them and educate them, well, then you're, you know, they, it, it draws a blank to them. They type in your product or your, or your brand name, nothing pops up. Guess what? There's thousands of other products for them to look at. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to miss out. Uh, we're speaking today with Vanessa Kirkendall. She is in Seattle at Market Defense. She's the new COO at their company that she is a partner and an owner in. Congratulations again. You can find them at marketdefense.com. I have a couple more questions, um, Vanessa, as we go forward. Oh, and they know everything Amazon, so you should at least <laughs> reach out. I always say this. In fact, Patty Byro, our education director, is famous for saying this, but reach out to Vanessa and have a conversation of opportunity, right? Because isn't that essentially what it is? Absolutely. Happy to talk to everyone in this category. I, I'm a beauty junkie from way back when I worked at the Mac counters and in my 20s and wore all black to work and, you know, fuchsia hair. I've been in it for a long time. Toys, so. And our, our members can't see you who are listening. She looks like she's 29. So that was only <laughs> nine years ago that she's Well, that's because about. I've been I've been so blessed to be in this industry this long. Um, Vanessa, you mentioned earlier talking about vision slash brand and how it leads to buying. Does your group help companies with that? Because I think a lot of times companies in our industry grow up and they're doing a good business, but they... They never put a vision board together. They never strategize what is the go forward. Look, talk about how your company helps with that. 
Yeah, that's such an interesting question. You're right. A lot of brands do kind of um, create a brand story, a brand message and stick to it. And sometimes they don't evolve over time. I think what's one area where Amazon is super helpful is that you do get some data, some customer information, some demographic intelligence that you're able to apply maybe to your broader business. So we absolutely do help brands understand who's shopping them today and why, and also what they're choosing instead of you. <laughs> you know, what other choices are they making that maybe what would inform you like, why are they choosing that product? Because I'm just as good as that product. Or why are they choosing that brand? I've got the same values as that brand. Well, maybe your messaging isn't landing in the same way. So you can learn a lot from your competitors on Amazon and we're happy to help you there. We do want, when brands come to work with us, we are absolutely here to help you land your personal brand story to the customer. So we're not so much branding experts, but we're absolutely Amazon experts and we're able to help you pivot if your message isn't landing the way you thought it should. It's funny, you say you're not branding experts. I might challenge you and say you're damn good at it. But <laughs> it, isn't it funny how when you, you start by being one thing, but it just turns out you're gonna wear 12 hats because oh, the nature of, of your business is to make people successful on Amazon they have to have their brand story correct. Their vision has to talk right. The artwork, right? All the other stuff. You, the creative has to look good. You've got to have inventory. There's a lot of things you guys do that actually don't show up on the front end when you're talking about how do you deal with Amazon. So you're so right. I think that, that inventory, that forecasting piece is so important because it has to align with your broader marketing strategy. Um, you know, and if you're going to be doing some promotional opportunities off of Amazon, we need to know about that because that product could show back up on Amazon if someone, you know, nefarious takes your product and resells it. So we're able to identify who those resellers are and give you their names. And then you're able to go back to them and have that difficult conversation like, hey, Bob, we've been in business together 20 years. I told you not to sell on Amazon. I just found your products being sold on Amazon. We need to talk about that. So that's that's an area of business that we really excel in. And you're right, all those other areas they just add to that flywheel. It adds to your account health. It adds to your seller rating on Amazon. And all of those things have to be in place for that flywheel to turn fast and then lift. So if you don't have those things in place, again, it, it's a misstep, but it's something that we, you know, we work with every day on our, with our brands. Vanessa Kirkendall at marketdefense.com. You need to look her up. This woman is amazing. And they can, if you don't control your own brand on Amazon, someone else will. If there was one thing I would tell you to reach out to Vanessa for, uh, at least learn how to control your own brand along the way. Thank you, my friend. It's been great catching up. I've got to hear you twice now because I heard you on the webinar for, was that FSA? I can't remember who was doing the... Was it Florida Spa Association? Alana does an amazing yeah. job as yes. well. I yes, and the Mindful Luxury team um, hosted me. I It was wonderful to be able to talk to people about their brand equity and, and really just introducing them to Amazon. Happy to do an Amazon 101. I know some of us have been around for quite a while and Amazon seems like a, a whole new animal, a, a maze, and, and, and it is, but I'm happy to make it simple. So uh, happy to help anyone who wants to talk. Find her at marketdefense.com. Vanessa, thank you a ton. Have an, it's Friday, so have an awesome weekend. I'm ready. Thank you, Alan. Have a wonderful weekend. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.